Hello and welcome to Enneagram and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I am so happy to have coffee with you today. Hello. So we only have a couple of weeks left for pre-orders of The Honest Enneagram. If you aren't familiar, The Honest Enneagram is my new book all about the Enneagram where we break down each of the types in detail, but also each of the types in my honest method. The honest method is where I talk about honoring your strengths, opening your eyes to your blind spots, noting your motivators, exploring your relationships, softening your path to personal growth, and turning that into something beautiful. I walk you through each of the distinct types and how they can play into that. We also break down the lines, the wings, the subtypes, all the things of each number. So if you are interested in learning more about the Enneagram and reading the Enneagram through my perspective, then you're going to want to pre-order The Honest Enneagram. I encourage you to pre-order because you can get access to the typing workshop completely for free if you go to thehonestenneagram.com or you can help me out. Pre-orders are a really big deal for authors because it helps us to get new eyes on our work. It kind of tells Amazon or all these online websites that the book is of interest to people. And so it really keeps pushing it forward. So if you're going to order the book, if you pre-order, it would mean the world to me. Um, It'll let me get reviews in early. It'll help me to really beat the algorithms on these websites. You can pre-order anywhere online, Amazon, IndieBooks, Malaprop's Bookstore, Nashville, North Carolina. That's where I grew up going shopping for books. Um, anywhere like that will have them. But all of the information you need is at thehonestenneagram.com. Now, today I'm continuing our series through each Enneagram type in detail. I'll run through a description of that type, their motivations, fears, worldview, and more. I'll also give you common mistypes as well. Today we are discussing type eight, the challenger. Now, The motivation for the challenger is they want to be self-reliant, to prove their strength and resist weakness, to be important in their world, to dominate the environment, and to stay in control of their situation. They fear being harmed or controlled by others. Type 8s are strong, charismatic leaders, and childhood 8s often experience some form of betrayal, something that settled the idea into them that they would need to take care of themselves. Because of this, they learn to lean on their strength and hide their vulnerabilities to prevent being open and susceptible to further betrayal in the future. This can lead our eights to develop constant defensive stance. And this can happen both in defense of themselves, but also in defense of those in need. Type eights are bold, independent, honest, magnanimous, and likely the person who has continually pushed you to be more thoughtful, egalitarian, and driven in your own life. Eights are in the body or the anger triad, which manifests in anger or resistance, which can cause them to take charge of a situation that may not be working for them. Eights struggle with vulnerability. Choosing strength over vulnerability can create an environment where the eight is overworked and underknown. They orient in the world with the burden that the world is a tough and unjust place in which only the strong survive. Now, because of this, they may choose strength over vulnerability, keeping their cards close and speaking up against anything that rubs them the wrong way. In relationship, types eights may find themselves taking charge. They're often the provider or the protector. They may live in kind of a constant state of defensiveness or denial. They may not open up to reveal their humanity and share their burdens. There could be a constant seeking of intensity, which can lead to picking fights in relationship and they may find themselves impatient with the weakness of others. Now, when stressed out, type eights may find themselves retreating into the lower levels of type five, hiding out and isolating themselves from the outside world. 
they may become increasingly reclusive, secretive, and preoccupied with planning and preparing for future projects. In more extreme cases, the eight may find that they're starting to feel like they are alone in the world and are fundamentally different and isolated from the rest of humanity. Now, as a type eight, when you notice this come up in you, you have the tools you need to care for yourself. Using the high side of two, you can open up to others in a genuine and vulnerable way. This will bring you to connection you need to soften your defenses. In a similar way, you may find it helpful to spend time with children or animals as a touch point of accessing your heart center. Eights can have giant hearts that are often fiercely guarded. Children and animals pose little threat to most eights and can therefore be a safe space to intentionally introduce yourself to vulnerability. In the same way that you use the self-sufficient and informed aspects of type two, you can easily sip into the low side of that number. What this can look like is replacing true vulnerability with false flattery and people-pleasing tendencies. This can happen in particular when you are giving in order to receive, charming others, flattering them, and being helpful as a replacement for asking directly for what you need. This is where it's helpful to bring in the high side of type 5. This move can help you to find balance in your efforts. You can start to recognize when you need you need nurturing yourself. Using the five's natural gifting for boundaries and energy management, you can pay attention to when you've overexerted yourself, personally and professionally. Learn to listen to your body and set healthy limits on what you commit your time to. Now, there are two wings available for type eight, type nine and seven. So if you want to really use the type seven wing, it can aid you in becoming more entrepreneurial, persuasive, and inspiring. This wing can be used to bring lightness to your strength and joy into your process. The nine wing can help you to open up to your perspectives of others. It can also aid you in being more steady and less easily agitated. This can also be a great place for you to pull in servant leadership qualities that will serve you well in life. Our subtypes of type eight, we have the self-preservation eight, which is focused on going for what they want. They're maybe the least expressive of the three subtypes. They're a little bit no-nonsense, direct, productive. They can hold a quiet strength. They can be overtly vengeful and could be mistaken for a five or a one. Now we have the social eight, which is the counter type. This type tends to be service-minded, loyal, and friendly, aware and protective of the exploitation of other people less quick to anger than the other subtypes. They can find themselves very busy with projects or ideas. They possess a blind spot where their own needs for love are concerned. This type can resemble a nine or a two. Finally, we have the one-to-one eight, which is rebellious. They're emotional, contrarian. They don't mind being seen as like the bad guy. They seek power and authority. They focus on excessive pleasure in life. They're the most intellectual of the three subtypes. They demand loyalty, but may not be faithful in return. This is the most direct eight stereotype, so they're not necessarily likely to be mistyped. Now let's run through the common mistypes. So both type one and type eight can kind of be dominant. They can have a strong sense of inner authority and may prefer to dictate the tone of a situation. They may both think that they know the right way, although the one will be guided by morality and the eight by power. Ones also tend to be more concerned with proper behavior and politeness, while eights can be a little bit like a bull in a china shop. Type two, I actually think of type eights as type twos underneath a thick wall of armor, and type twos as eights who are scared to be disliked. How we can use this to tell them apart is that eights are less vulnerable than a typical two, and twos use tactics to get their needs met, while eights ask or take what they want. 
So it too might use flattery or service as a way to get you to flatter or do things for them. Well, as an eight, it's just going to be very direct and straightforward about what it is that they want and need. Now, type threes and types eight, type eight can mistype. Both are competitive, dominant, and driven. Threes are more concerned with appearance than eights. They want to be admired and liked, while eights may even delight in being difficult. While both are driven, threes are driven with the motivation to be seen as successful, while eights are driven with the desire to be in charge. Type five and type eight can mistype. They're both self-assured, independent. They like to take care of themselves, and they can both be a little bit unapologetic and direct. However, the key difference here is their presence in the world. Eights are grounded and earthy, quick to take action, and can dominate a room. Fives can get caught up in their heads. They tend to withdraw and may not always insert themselves into conversation. Finally, type seven and type eight. Type sevens are more likely to mistype themselves if they have a strong eight wing, but both can be dominating. They both resist control and they both enjoy adventure. However, eights tend to be more dedicated to their work and relationships, while sevens may be more inclined to kind of bounce around. Now, that's our description of the eight for today. Um, let me know if it resonates with you. As a reminder, do not miss out on your chance to pre-order The Honest Enneagram. You can get all the information you need at thehonestenneagram.com. And if you have any questions about that for me, hit me up on Instagram. I'm happy to answer any and all that I can get to you. As always, if you are listening to today's podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would take just a second, leave a rating and review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews do us a huge favor as podcasters. It really helps us to get our work in front of more eyes. And again, as always, I'll see you in the next episode.